Welcome to the Independent Stylist Podcast, your source for ideas, inspiration, information, and actionable steps to live your best life as a stylist on your own terms. My name is Jen, and I empower stylists and cosmetology students who want to grow their businesses by offering realistic solutions delivered in actionable steps that generate results. I don't believe in overcomplicating things. In fact, I believe in simplifying them as much as possible. I'm a 10-year veteran independent stylist and salon suite expert. I created an incredibly profitable profitable business within a few years of getting my cosmetology license. When I opened my first private suite, that business concept had only been around for a few years. So I not only taught myself the ropes, I created my own ropes to fit the lifestyle that I wanted to have. I spent hundreds of hours teaching myself how to do it all on my own. Everything from streamlining my daily operations, building my own website and staying ahead of the game on social media, to creating an amazing, guest experience that people were willing to drive hundreds of miles and even hop on a flight to receive, leaving a commission salon and then leaving a booth rental environment were both huge leaps forward in my career, happiness, and bank account. Now I'm building for you what I wish had been there for me. All of the things that I built myself to create my own sweet little empire. Welcome to the Independent Stylist Podcast. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is is based on everyone asking me questions about Instagram likes going away. So I'm going to talk about that and then I'm going to give you 10 tips that'll make it really easy for you to focus on serving your followers with quality content that doesn't even matter if Instagram took likes away forever and you couldn't even see them. So are you ready? Let's go. So if you're listening to this, when it comes out, it is the second week of November 2019. Instagram has just announced that they are going to be testing, taking away likes in the USA. They've already done it in Canada and a few other places, and they're supposed to be rolling it out here, they said, for quote unquote, some users this week. So are you freaking out about this? Like, do you even care? Likes are a vanity metric and a lot of people put way too much stock in them and they measure success by their likes. And I can promise you, especially for a solo sweet stylist, if you are measuring your success by likes, um, that's crazy. And it's great that they're taking them away because it's going to force everybody to focus on what really matters. It's not a popularity contest. And that's basically why they said that they're doing it. And I think it's honestly because of like a lot of teenagers and young, young adults are feeling pressure and they're becoming like consumed with it. But for businesses, um, I really think, especially for our group, it doesn't really matter. And you should not be focusing on likes anyway. Like I had a post a couple of weeks ago that got, if it didn't get 3000 likes, it got close to it. And I loved it because it was just like a snarky post 
that I put up and it said something like, I'm not a flea market. My prices aren't for negotiation. That was definitely by far the most popular post I've ever put up. It was really cool to just see those likes. You know, I had to like turn off my Instagram notifications because it was nonstop. And every time I opened it, I had all these comments and, but mostly likes. And do you know how many new followers I got from that post? Like 20. I mean, for somebody who is trying to grow an account the way I am, like for my podcast, that's not a big deal for a post like that. But I will tell you this. I got, bear with me because I'm going to pull it up on Instagram right now because I'm literally like never prepared for anything. The What I did get from that that was way, way, way more important than likes I'm pulling out my M sites right now. I got 309 shares. That means somebody clicked that um, paper airplane and shared it with someone else. And I got 423 saves. Those are the kind of things that you need to be concerned about way more than likes. And if Instagram taking away likes is going to get you guys to focus on that, I'm so happy they did it because in a way it's going to force everybody to use Instagram smarter and focus on building quality relationships and serving their audience. So, you know, I got 2,792 likes. Like that's really cool. But I mean, I don't care, honestly, if I got five likes, if I got all of those saves and personal shares that's amazing. I got 121 comments, which was pretty cool. But from that, I got almost 300 profile visits and it reached 78,586 people and it had 89,707 impressions. 79,984 of those impressions were from hashtags. So remember what I said about hashtags being mega important. 1,177 of those impressions were just from home, from people that followed me. Uh, hello. Hashtags matter uh, It way more important, arguably, even than followers. Followers are kind of a vanity metric. And there are probably people that would argue with me about that and maybe myself being one of them. But when it comes to who's seeing your post, your follower count isn't as important as your hashtags, especially when you're running a business. So remember that. Um, But I just wanted to say that because I've gotten a lot of people asking me what I think because they know I spend a lot of time, you know, keeping track of social media for stylists and I don't think it's a bad thing at all. And I think everybody should be focusing way more on engagement. And all of the stuff that I'm about to talk about in this episode is so much more important than likes. So if you are posting, like if you want to make your Instagram kind of bulletproof if they take likes away. These are the kind of things that you need to be posting. Videos, 
And if you Google what should I post on Instagram, these are these are the things that are going to come up too. It, it's everyone is talking about this. These are what they are: videos, quotes like motivational quotes or funny quotes, anything that's quote, but like make it aesthetically pleasing. Use a good graphics app or repost from people that post it pretty and give them credit. Education, so your post should be educational or have very good entertainment value or ask questions that require people to, or I shouldn't say require, that get people excited to respond. And I'm going to add one more of my own because it has something that has worked well for me on multiple Instagram accounts. Things that are wildly aesthetically pleasing. If you see something on Pinterest that is just too good not to share, take a screenshot and share it. If it fits into your feed, don't do it all the time. But the occasional wildly aesthetically pleasing, like awesome picture that is cohesive in your feed is amazing. And don't use a ton of stock photos. I cannot say this enough. Do not use a ton of stock photos. Do not make your feed look like a tic-tac-toe board where it's like post, stock photo, quote, like that kind of stuff is out. Don't do it anymore. That is not the way Instagram is headed. People have seen that. It used to be really a good idea. Everybody was doing it. Now, that's kind of like last year. So move away from that and just start making sure that everything looks cohesive and that your post check one of those boxes. Is it a video? And I'd still follow the kind of like, you'll hear me talk about the light and airy thing, but does your video like meet those um, requirements? Motivational or entertaining quotes. It should have educational value entertainment value, ask people to answer a question or be wildly aesthetically pleasing. If you are posting and you're kind of following that strategy, as long as you check one of those boxes, you're good. Tip number one, make sure that your feed is bright. Images that have a lot of white, that are well lit and are bright, perform better. Think about this. When you're scrolling Instagram and you're looking at different people's feeds, aren't you usually attracted to, oh, that's like a pretty feed. Everything kind of looks cohesive. Everything's kind of nice and bright and airy. That is the kind of feed that people follow, that people engage with, that people kind of get excited to look at. So make sure your feed is bright. There are more than one ways to do this. Um, And I know it can get tricky, especially if you're a colorist, if you don't really want to alter the color of your images. I am fine with using presets or even using an app like Adobe Lightroom and just brightening the exposure, not really messing with um, any of the saturation or the colors just brighten the exposure. That's like the bare minimum you can do. You can also use an app called Pick Tap Go that'll do the same thing for you. And I'm pretty sure Pick Tap Go is free. There's probably a lot of other apps that do it. There's a free version of Adobe Lightroom that can do it. And if you do that and you're a colorist and you're kind of like, I don't know if I should really mess with my images. Is that false advertising? Make it a carousel post and say in the caption, swipe for 
you know, the actual lighting. This is an indoor image, so I brightened it up. So swipe for how it looked under the actual fluorescent lights or, you know what I mean? Like you can be completely transparent that you've brightened up your images and just add more. And it's actually great because it'll keep people on the platform longer because they'll look at both and they'll also view you as super authentic. Everybody, I say everybody, but most people want to have a pretty feed and you want to deliver that visually pleasing aesthetic to your clientele. So I personally don't see anything wrong with that. It's when you start messing with presets and settings and adjusting the temperature and not saying it, that's where people, you know, somebody comes in with the picture that's clearly filtered and they want the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So just be transparent about it. Most people are super aware that this is a thing nowadays, but you never know. So doing it that way, I think would be really cool. Back of headshots alone don't stand out anymore. Be different and get creative with your post. At the bare minimum, you guys should be using multiple angles, side, front of face, things like that. That's at the bare minimum, but don't be afraid to get creative. Use boomerangs. Boomerangs are a big one. People like them. Use carousel posts because Instagram rewards actions that keep users on the platform longer. And carousel posts will do exactly that. Like I just said, the Instagram algorithm rewards content and users that keep other users on the platform longer. That makes perfect sense if you think about it. Things that you can do to engage your users and keep them on the platform longer are carousel posts, up, which are like uploading multiple photos to one post. Use your captions as a microblog. Be engaging. Like if writing is your thing, now is the time to get creative with your captions. Explain not only what you did for your client, but like how it made them feel things like that. Like take the time to really show your personality in your writing of captions. IGTV is here and it's not going anywhere. Who knows? It could go somewhere in a year. You never know with Instagram. (laughs) Don't trust them. Anyway, just kidding. But IGTV is here. Instagram has really put a ton of time, money, and resources into it. And if you utilize IGTV, their algorithm will reward you. And if you keep hearing me say the algorithm will reward you, what I mean by that is they will push your content out so more people see it. So you scratch their back, they will scratch yours, guys. Utilize Instagram TV. I have been saying that since 2017, and it is more important now than ever. Do it. Live video, just like I said with IGTV video, anything like that, that engages people and keeps them on the platform longer, Instagram is going to reward you by showing your content to more people. Live videos, when you start them, did you notice like usually when you start a live video, people start popping on. 
You've watched other people's live videos. How? Because you get a notification that says so-and-so is going live now and you're curious and you tap and join. And sometimes you tap right out because you're like, I don't want to see this. Sometimes you stay a while, whatever the case. Instagram is rewarding you for doing a live by sending out notifications to your followers that you are live on the platform. It is a great way to build engagement. It is not something to abuse. I have seen a lot of this because I follow a lot of stylists. I have seen people just open up their lives and point it at something and just leave it and never start anything. That's so cheese bag. Don't do it, <laughs> you know? But like you can do lives just like little snippets of your day. You can do live demos. You can do live salon tours. Just whatever you want to do. If you have a cute idea for a story, you could also do it live. So don't be afraid to go live. Instagram wants you to, and they will thank you by pushing out your content to more of your following. So I have some exciting news. Today's episode is sponsored by SweetLittleEmpire.com. It's kind of my baby. It's a membership group that is actually the world's first membership group created specifically for independent stylists. You're independent, but you'll never be alone as you build your empire. This group has everything for the solopreneur beauty boss. Every month, you'll have access to business and marketing resources, monthly classes, and an opportunity to connect with your tribe. Please go to sweetlittleempire.com, read all about it, check it out. You can sign up for my email list for information on how to become a founding member when the doors open on January 1st, 2020. I would absolutely love to see you there. Now, let's get right to the rest of the podcast. Number four, your content should be created to serve your audience. So as hairstylist or other solo beauty professionals, what do we use our content for? Like it's more than a portfolio. It's a way to give a little bit of insight into our world, show our clients and potential clients who we are, but still do it in a way that keeps our page like super cohesive and have a and to have a pretty professional vibe, but serve them. Make sure that when they go to your Instagram page, they're going to find what they want, which for a lot of them is to see can can she or he do my hair? Do they do the kind of color techniques, cuts? services that I like. So that's one way, but you can also serve them by, you can poll them and ask them what they want to see. You can show them tutorials. Instagram TV is great to do like little mini tutorials. You can show them how to use hot tools or do braids, like whatever it is that you know how to do, you can do on yourself because they'll be doing it on themselves. And No matter what, you need to put content out there that serves them in some way. If it's all me, 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 here's how to book an appointment. Every post is just 
showing what appointment availability you have, that's not a cool Instagram account. You're not going to get a lot of engagement and it's not the way it works, especially in 2019 going into 2020. Like whether you love the idea or not, if you are going to kill it on Instagram, you need to become a content creator. It doesn't have to be super stressful second full-time job. It You just have to kind of shift your way of thinking about it a little bit. So just remember before you post something, does this serve my audience? And if so, how? Number five, use solid hashtags that make it easy for the right people to find you. I could do so many different deep dives on hashtags, which sounds crazy, but you would not believe. So um, I want you just to do this simple exercise in case you are, don't understand what I'm talking about or don't know how hashtags could be so important. Pretend you have a relative or best friend in another state. Let's just say Phoenix, Arizona. One of my absolute best friends moved to Phoenix a few years ago, so that's why it popped into my head. So say that your friend wants to get either balayage, extensions, or a killer precision haircut in Phoenix, and they asked you to go on Instagram and find them somebody. Go on Instagram and try to find that. And how are you going to do it? What's the first thing you're going to do, guys? You're going to look for hashtags. So think about your own post now. If somebody's best friend (laughs) was looking for you, would they find you? Do your hashtags speak to the audience that you're trying to attract? Like most clients are not going to type in beauty launchpad or modern salon when they're looking for balayage in their neighborhood, if they're looking for a good haircut or a good curly specialist in their neighborhood. I'm not saying not to, that, those are good hashtags to use. I'm not saying don't, but just remember when you're doing hashtags, you want to make sure that the people that are going to be giving you money can find you. If they can't find you, all this other amazing content you're creating is for nothing. Be findable and realize how important hashtags are. Mix them up. Don't use the same one on every, you know, don't use the same exact set on every single post. And right now everyone's saying like 28 is the number. I think that 12 to 15, if you can't successfully convey what you're all about in 12 to 15 hashtags, if you're a stylist, maybe we need to talk about niching you down a little bit or have some serious talks about your business in general. But 12 to 15 hashtags, they're also saying, I've had a lot of people say, put the hashtags in the first comment. This used to be a huge debate whether you should do that or not. And I used to be of the school of don't do that. But I have heard a lot of lot of people say to do it. I've been doing it. And I've seen some amazing engagement. And um, most people find my post because of hashtags. So make sure you're using solid hashtags to make it easy for the right people to find you. Number six, use stories daily and space them out versus upload them all at once. If you batch upload even the best stuff to stories and you upload like 10 things all at once in the morning, they're going to get lost by, you know, in the first couple hours. So 
if you have a lot of stuff you want to upload, that's fine. But most people are saying the sweet spot, especially for businesses, is five to 10 a day because you don't want people just clicking out of them. If they see like a trillion little lines, unless it's like something that, you know, they're your biggest fan, they're probably not going to watch every single one, especially if you do it all the time. So no, think about this too. Like if you know when most of your followers are online, whether it's early morning or midday, nighttime, whatever, like that's probably when you kind of want to hit it with the stories. And once every half an hour, I think is usually good. It'll because here's why. Every time you upload a story, and I just said this in the other episode, so I'm sorry if you're listening to like binge listening and this is redundant, but every time you upload a story, that little lit circle for your username goes to the front of the queue. So if you do one story and then you let it sit, that's not in the front of the queue for very long. Like depending, most people follow, I think I read it was like between four and 800 other people. Like, you know, you have to kind of like also be in touch with how many people your followers follow to get an idea of that. But if you upload like every half an hour during the prime time, every time they open Instagram, bam, there you are. So keep that in mind. Stories are for just documenting your day. Don't stress out about them, whatever. But just upload them and upload every day and space them out versus putting a ton up there at once. Number seven, and I had to catch myself because I started going into this with number six. Stories are for documentation versus creation. They're snippets of your day. Don't stress about it being perfect. This is definitely an opportunity to serve your audience in a little bit different of a way. You can absolutely do all of the other things that you've heard me say to serve them for like specific things with tutorials, et cetera. But you can totally, you know, show them your Starbucks or show them a moment like that. A lot of people that I follow that are like serious business people do some pretty ridiculous stuff on their stories. And I love it because it's like, okay, I feel like I know that person a little bit better. And I'm like, okay, they're like a real human being. They're not just quotes or this like perfectly aesthetic feed. Like I get to know the real person a little bit. You can totally do that with your clients stories are the place to do it. Your feed is not. Don't upload a ton of stuff that has nothing to do with your business constantly to your stories or to your feed, sorry, to your feed. People need to be able to scroll through your feed very quickly, look at one grid and say, this person is a stylist. They are a specialist in color or extensions or cutting, whatever. The kind of stuff I'm talking about doing on your stories, do not do it on your feed until some crazy change happens and then I change that information. But for right now, have fun on your stories. Like, just go crazy. Let people know, sorry for that gap, let people know who you are and what you're all about. Show your sense of humor, show like... Are you into working out? Are you into cooking? Like, do you do fun stuff with your kids? Like, whatever it is, like, share your life. Like, you've heard me say this before. 
Instagram, you are inviting people into your world and sharing your life with them and creating a relationship and you want them to feel like they are invited and they know you. And stories is a super amazing way to do that. The whole thing about having 10,000 followers so people can swipe up, I think is honestly, like it's great to have 10,000 followers, but the swipe up feature, you don't and shouldn't use it a lot because Instagram will bang you if you take people off of the platform too often. So you want to keep people on the platform. Instagram rewards you for keeping people on the platform. So don't use, if you have more than 10,000 followers, don't play with swipe up just because you can. If you're going to use that swipe up, make sure it's for something really good and try not to do it a lot. One more thing that I forgot to say. So this is part 7A. In your stories, you have in the the little like sticker section where you can tag people or add gifts or whatever, you can add things that will automatically invite people to interact with you. You can do polls. I do polls a lot. You can do quizzes. You can do an ask me anything. Anything that requires people to tap or interact with your story in any way is always super amazing for engagement. I try to do that on almost all my posts, even if it's that like stupid little like smiley face that you swipe from side to side to say like how much you like something. At the bare minimum, add that because again, you can probably finish this sentence for me by now. That keeps people on the platform longer. Instagram rewards you for that. And it's a great way to have fun and get to know your audience. Like I poll my followers. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you have probably seen me ask so many questions. You're like, why is she asking that? Why in the world would she possibly be asking that? I'm collecting data because I want to know how I can serve you, what information I can bring you, what you need help with. And sometimes the questions I ask may seem weird, but it is helping me like make amazing stuff for you guys and find out exactly what you need. You can do the same stuff with your clients. Engage them, ask them questions, poll them yes or no. You can do so many fun things with the polls. You can have them ask you whatever, but use that on your stories. And I promise you when you swipe up and look at your insights, you will notice a huge difference in engagement between the posts that have things like that and don't. And also hashtag those posts, guys, because Hashtags pick up on stories too. Believe it or not, they do. And you can take a hashtag and make it really, really small and just kind of put it towards the bottom. It doesn't have to like take up a lot of space in your story, but it'll still help your stuff get seen by more people. Absolutely do that. Number eight, show yourself in your salon space and give clients an idea of what their time with you will be like. You want your audience to feel like they know you, and you also want your audience to feel like they know what it's going to be like to come see you. Think about this. Did you ever have to go someplace, and even if it's something you want to do, like you're still just like, especially, I have anxiety, so I don't ever hide that. (laughs) Um, And a lot of people do. And you'll notice like it's becoming more and more prevalent. Like people get anxious when they have to go into new spaces or go 
into new situations that they've not been in before. So if you can give people insight as to what their visit with you will be like, everything from getting out of the car, walking in, you know, through the parking lot, into the front door, here's where you go, here's how you come in, sit in my chair, whatever, show them if you are not an anxious person and you are not somebody that would stress out about stuff like this, let me tell you there are a ton of people that would and that do. And having a few posts like this could literally make the difference whether somebody would come see you or not. I know that sounds wild to some people, but it's literally absolutely true. That can be if I would definitely put that right in your feed, but you can also put it in your stories and drop it right into your highlights, make it its own thing. Like the visit with me from, you know, parking lot to the goodbye picture, like come see an example of a visit with me. Uh, Not only would that be something that people would really like, it would be a really nice thing to do for people that have anxiety or are not like, you know, afraid to go to different places. So I promise you, if you'll do that, you will have somebody at some point be like, the whole reason I came to you is because I saw that and I felt so comfortable because I knew exactly what I was walking into. Especially for salon suites. People don't always know. They haven't always been in a salon suite to like know what to expect. So I promise, 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 and I'll stop repeating myself, but do this. Give people a taste of what it's like to come and see you. And like I said, do it from the parking lot all the way to the pictures outside and saying goodbye. There are so many freaking cute things. I just got all these ideas in my head. There are so many freaking cute ways you could do that. I'm excited. Um, Join my Facebook group and we can discuss this more and come up with, we can brainstorm some really cute ways to make fun videos like that. Number nine, be your freaking self. Have fun with Instagram. It is an app on your phone. It's an app on your phone. It's an app on your phone. It is an incredibly valuable tool that can help you grow your business, but it is an app on your phone. Don't let it consume you. Have fun. Enjoy your time with it. And don't expect your Instagram to blow up overnight. Just know that if you're doing the things that I, I hate to say if you're doing the things I told you to, but if you're doing the things that I'm telling you to do and kind of taking these tips and making them your own, you are going to get the kind of legit engagement that's going to push your content out to the people that need to see it. So you don't have to stress and worry if somebody saw one random post that you put up because you're already doing everything else right. So have fun. Take a deep breath. You know what? If you take a weekend off, if you take a whole week off, it is not the end of your business. Post was amazing and beautiful and that was such a good job. And where did you learn how to do that? You thought we were done, but we're not. Welcome to section 10A of engaging authentically. You can also go to other local businesses and engage in their post without being spammy, without saying anything about what you do, but engage, like say whatever they're doing is awesome. Restaurants, especially, like that looks good. 
only if you actually think it looks good, you know? But if you have the kind of username that I suggest having, just something like that, if you're commenting on other accounts in an authentic way that's actually having a conversation and helping them with their engagement, that's totally fine. And, but if you're, like I said, if you're in, if you're, I have to stop, it's too late, but I needed to get this done. If your username is very clear and someone's reading those comments and it says so-and-so hair, they right away know that you're a stylist. They might just click to see if you're local, you know, that's totally fine. But to go on other accounts that are local and say, you know, that's a great cupcake. Come get your hair done. Don't do that. Don't be that person. And if you're definitely not that person and you're saying like, I would never, I cannot tell you how many times I see it happening. So I hope that no one does it. But if you're doing that, just know that you need to hear this. Stop. That is not how to do it, honey. (laughs) Don't do it. Be cool and engage authentically. Offer value everywhere you go, whether it's in the form of a serious compliment or praise or saying something's funny, whatever, do everything from the heart and you will see it come back tenfold. Thank you so much. I know this is by far my longest episode ever, and I hope that you found it packed full of valuable information that you can take and use to make your Instagram better right now, better looking, better experience for your followers or your potential followers. Do something to make your Instagram better because the better it is, the more money that it will help you make. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. I do really hope I gave you some valuable tips that you could take away and use to make your business better and less stressful and more abundant. So if you liked what you heard and you want to take a screenshot of the podcast and you can share it to your story or your feed and tag me, I would love that. If you're not already following me on Instagram, please do. My handle is at independent stylist podcast. And I do have a free Facebook group just for my podcast listeners. It is facebook.com backslash groups backslash independent stylist podcast and if you find it from my business page which is also an independent stylist podcast we'll see how many times I can say that before this is over um you can find me anywhere like my my handle is always independent stylist podcast and you can type it into anything and everything I have on that platform will come up so if you could tap the review on iTunes. I would super appreciate that. It helps them. It helps me get my content in front of more people. If I have more reviews, it looks like it's actually a podcast people listen to and like and find valuable and more hairdressers like yourself will see it. And if you could do that, I would be forever grateful to you. So also guys, DM me on Instagram and let me know how any of the things I've 
told you to do or suggested you do on any of the episodes, like let me know if they've worked and let me know your success stories. Like if you post something that you were inspired to do because you listened to me, tag me in it. I would totally love that. I would love to see how you guys are out there crushing it. And it makes me so happy because that's literally why I'm doing this is to serve you guys. And I love all of you and I'm grateful for you. And I want you to have an amazing week, amazing day, week, (laughs) month, year, and life. Thank you guys. Until next time, we're all done for today.